presenting the adventures of Jungle Jim. The adventures of Jungle Jim, broadcast weekly over this station, are dramatized from the full-color action pictures to be found in the Comic Weekly, the world's greatest comic supplement that comes to you each week with your Hearst Sunday newspaper. Join the 11 million adults and the 6 million youngsters who enjoy the world's greatest comic and adventure pictures by the world's best artists, featured in every issue of the Comic Weekly, which comes to you with your Hearst Sunday newspaper. Jungle Jim finally accepts a new assignment from the intelligence service of the Army to investigate possible bases an enemy power might have in or near the Caribbean Sea. The only evidence of such secret bases is the presence of small submarines with a limited cruising range, which have been sighted but not recognized as belonging definitely to any one nation. While the authorities are disturbed by the presence of these strange craft with world conditions as they are, nothing can be done about it officially. Hence, the request to Jungle Jim to quietly investigate the matter and furnish the evidence on which to act. Jim and Kitty St. John have left the canal zone and are now winging northward in a flying fortress to Puerto Rico, where Colonel Cripps is awaiting Jim with all the information both Army and Navy intelligence have been able to gather up to this time. Looking down at the ocean, Kitty spots a strange shadow in the water. Jim recognizes it as a submarine. It's a submarine, Kitty. Maybe it's the one, the one they're looking for. Well, even if it is, all we can do is look at it. What luck. If this were a flying boat instead of a land plane, we could go down and investigate. Maybe we could finish up this case right here and now. But we can't, so what's the best thing to do? I wonder if Captain Chandler has seen it yet. Lieutenant Foley. Yes? Is Captain Chandler about? Yes, sir. He's up on the navigation deck. I'll call him for you. Oh, thank you. Nice quiet trip, Mr. Bradley. So far. Yeah, it's always one way or the other over the sea. Quiet as a mill pond or the kind of weather that makes you wish you were not in the air. I've heard that these Caribbean storms are bad news. Hello there. Well, how are our passengers enjoying the trip? Uh, hello, Captain. Uh, Miss St. John just sighted a queer shadow below, and my guess is that it's a submarine. Might be the very one that uh, we'd like to know more about. Well, where is it, Jim? To our left. We've just passed over it. Swing over, Mr. Foley. See if you can pick her up. Thank you, Jim. We certainly want to get a look at that sub if possible. Let's go down to the observation bay. Uh, Foley, tell the radio officer to try for an immediate contact. Of course, it could be one of our own subs, couldn't it? Well, if it is, we'll have them on the radio almost immediately. There it is, Captain. Yes, you're right, Jim. It is a sub. No mistake about that. They're coming up. Isn't it small? Well, not so small, Miss St. John. You see the altimeter? We're a mile and a half above the sea. It's still half submerged, but they're coming up all right. Can they see us? No, subs can only observe on the surface. The air is a blind spot for them. That's why under actual combat conditions, they're as much at the mercy of a plane as a fish is at the mercy of a gull. And they can't hear us until they're on the surface. That's right. Well, there's the number. Why, say, that looks like it'd be... Why, that could be one of our own. Yes, that is one of the serial numbers we're using, Jim. If it's one of ours, they'll answer our radio immediately, and then we can be sure. Oh, just our luck. It would be a United States sub when we're looking for another one. <laughs> that's true. But you never can be sure, Jim. And that's why we use the radio for all these times like this. Now, if it is a sub other than our own... Oh, here he is. Captain Chandler. Message, sir. All right, Sergeant. Here, let me have it. 
Yes, it's one of our own fleet, Jim. Engaged in diving practice. Well, we're just as far away as ever from our goal. What's the difference, Jim? We've got to catch up with them sooner or later. Sergeant, my compliments to the CO. Tell him we're en route to Puerto Rico and see if he wants to relay any message. Yes, sir. Tell the pilot to resume our original course. Yes, sir. Modern communication, plane to sub and sub to shore. And all these new developments depend on radio. Well, military operations have always been limited to the scope of communication. Without the telephone and radio, wars would be fought the same today as the Romans fought them. Wasn't the Battle of New Orleans fought weeks after the Treaty of Peace was signed? Uh Uh-huh. After the battle was all over, the news of peace arrived. How the world advances. Now with radio, we can flash the news all over the world at once that battles start and end before war is declared. (laughs) Hunting serve, sir. Oh, thank you, Sergeant. Uh, Will you show the way, please? Yes, sir. You go ahead, Jim. Right, Captain. Now, Miss St. John, if you'll allow me, I'll be your escort to the dining saloon. Such formality. Is my smile on straight? Well, I'd say two points off on the starboard side. That's exactly right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. While Jim and Kitty are winging northward to Puerto Rico, the Navy patrol planes are crisscrossing every square mile of the Caribbean on the lookout for any more signs of the supposedly hostile submarines. This is dreary work, as a million square miles of open water must be gone over and scrutinized carefully from hundreds of planes flying at fairly low altitudes. We pick up one unit after another of this vast flying group that now performs as the eyes of the fleet. Flight 11, Lieutenant Thompson reporting from Area 6. Come in, Flight 11. What is your report? Have made all contact points. No sign of Objective 6. Sea is very calm. Weather perfect. Visibility unlimited. Have gas enough to last one half hour more than schedule. Okay, Flight 11. Continue on plan for area number 6. That is all. Calling headquarters, Lieutenant Jackman, Flight 14 reporting. Calling headquarters, Flight 14 reporting. Come in, Flight 14. I've made all contact points, area number 21. No sign of objective number 6. Due to finish patrol in five minutes, we'll then return to base. What is my position? Tune to 55.10 megacycles and return on beam. 55.10 megacycles. Okay. See you in half hour. That is all. Signing off. While these reports are pouring into headquarters from every point of the compass, Jim and Kitty are rapidly nearing their destination. The flight in a flying fortress, one of the newest weapons for hemisphere defense, has been a revelation. They have inspected the armaments and been amazed at the efficiency of the superbly trained crew under the able leadership of Captain Chandler. Now for amusement, they're all in the radio section listening in on routine communications between the patrol planes and the carrier from which they have taken to the air. Those pilots chatter like a lot of magpies. Pilot number this and report number that. Yes, Miss St. John, with us, radio is a serious business. Oh, I didn't mean to belittle them, but it sounds all the same to me. Those numbers are code for... Well, most any sort of meaning. 
I can tell you the objective number six is the strange submarine. Judging from the reports, those subs are certainly scarce. Today, not one patrol ship has even had a false alarm, much less anything important to report. Uh, Captain, about how long can a sub stay submerged? Well, that would vary, Jim, with a number of factors. They were just hiding out on the bottom. They could probably stay below for the daylight hours and only have to come up at night to replenish their batteries. Well, that's sort of at anchor. About how long can they stay below if they're moving? Well, again, that depends on cir- circumstances. Running full speed, I'd say about four hours. Just cruising along at, say, three or four knots, they're probably good for eight to ten hours. Then, if they're at all active, the patrol should spot them. Yes, the flights are constant from dawn to dark. Another report coming, sir. Want to hear it? Oh, let's not and say we did. I'm tired of them. Try one more, Kitty. It might be good. Yes, and we might hear the Ulrich family, too. Or information, please. (laughs) Well, you can suit yourselves. We don't have to log these calls. They're just interesting if they concern us. Flight number 33, urgent report, come in headquarters. Flight number 33, urgent report, headquarters, come in. Come in, 33. What's up? Objective number six is in sight in area 59. I'm positive it's the type of sub we're seeking. I've been following it for about five minutes now. It's cruising just below the surface, and the periscope is exposed only a few feet. See, Jim? Switch to your key. Send your flight number continuously. We want shore stations to check your position. But don't lose sight of objective number six. That's See, a... What'd I tell you, Kitty? You never know. Boy, oh boy, I wish we were inside of that pilot right now. Oh, not so fast, Jim. What could we do? Nothing but what he's doing. Let's report our position to shore stations, and they'll figure out his position by radio compass. But why can't we do the same thing? Find out where he is by the signals he's sending. Well, we haven't the complete equipment for that, but... Our antennas are loops, and we can get the general direction it's coming from. Uh, Sergeant, where would you say he is? The loops are NWSE, sir. Uh, Northwest, southeast, sir. Yes. Flight 33, keep pounding that brass. One shore station has you, just waiting for the other to come in any moment. Have you still got objective number six in sight? I sure have, but I'm standing on one ear in a continuous bank to do it. Objective number six is very slow, cruising along about eight or nine knots. Just enough for the periscope to ripple a tiny wave. Keep it under observation and continue your flight call on the key till further orders. Uh, how far away could he be? Oh, I would say between two and three hundred miles southeast of her, sir. Well, let's see the map. I would make his position somewhere in this neighborhood, right in a nest of small reefs and uninhabited islands. Yes, one could hide a hundred subs in and around that group of atolls. Yes, and if they didn't come out too often, it might take a month of Sundays to find one. Flight 33 reporting. Come in, headquarters. Keep that key going, 33. We've only got one leg of your exact position. Had to come in. Sub changed course and veered south toward a group of four islands. But my exact position is not quite necessary. These islands are laid out like a three-leaf clover. Three round ones close together, and the fourth is a long one exactly like a stem. Okay, but keep on that key anyway. The old man wants exact position readings on all contact reports. Did you hear that? A group of islands shaped like a three-leaf clover. Why, even I could find those. Yes, Jim, but that sub is only heading toward the group. Could change course again, you see. Let's keep listening. Maybe he'll have some more to tell about it. We're tuned in on him. He's still sending his flight number in Morse for the radio compass calculation. Flight 33. Headquarters calling. Come in, headquarters. Got your position. What is your report now? No change from last. Still following course of objective number six. 
And it seems definitely headed for the group I described as Clover. Only trouble is I've overstayed my time on this patrol. How much gas have you got? Oh, not too much. Just switched to reserve tanks. About one hour. Okay, you'd better return. Don't want to get your feet wet. Signing off. Flight 33, Area 51, returning to base. Well, that's the end of that report. But maybe that pilot did locate the nest of these sea hornets. I wouldn't be a bit surprised if he did. And here's hoping, Jim, that you smoke them out soon. Thank you, Captain Chandler. I hope it's as easy as you make it sound. It never is, Jim. No, I suppose not, Kitty. Puerto Rico dead ahead, sir. We'll be landing in a few minutes. Thank you, Sergeant. Well, Jim, this is the end of the journey. The end of one for you, Captain. But the beginning of one for us. What does it look like from the air? Say, there's a mountain range off in the distance. Yes, Miss St. John. Those are the mountains of Puerto Rico. Well, it's time now for safety belts. We'll be in in just a few minutes. Okay, Captain. Here we go. What new adventures lie just over the horizon for Jungle Jim? What new surprises are the enemies of hemisphere defense preparing that Jim must ferret out? Don't miss the next exciting episode of The Adventures of Jungle Jim. Remember, you can follow these adventures in the full-color action pictures to be found in the Comic Weekly, the world's greatest comic supplement containing the best full-color adventure and comic pictures. Remember, no other comic supplement can give you the top names of cartoon land, like the all-star favorites to be found in the Comic Weekly. The whole family follows the fun and frolics of Jiggs and Maggie, the Little King, and the immortal Donald Duck, as well as the exciting adventures of Jungle Jim and Flash Gordon. Join the 11 million adults and the 6 million youngsters who every week find the greatest of home entertainment in the Comic Weekly, which comes to you with your Hearst Sunday newspaper. More thrilling adventures of Jungle Jim will be heard at this time next week over this station. Be sure to tune in.